Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of the End the Cells podcast. <laughs> Hope you're well who's listening. I'm joined by show regular Ross and basically our resident DJ in the house, Andrew Durning. <laughs> How are you both? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm going to take the fact that you're saying I'm a DJ as a compliment and not just saying that I'm a fat bastard with no social life. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross, I know you're hanging. How are you feeling? Bye. Buy attack, Stephen. Buy attack. <laughs> but we're here. We're here to talk about the big victory last night. Let's do it. And yeah. we'll get stuck right into it. A 3 nil victory against Rangers in the Glasgow Derby, Ross. Absolutely fantastic. Rio Tate ran the show. Abada put Barisage on his arse and finished. That was beautifully like a striker. What, what did you think? I mean, from start to finish, explain your day, actually, because you had a pretty eventful one, so you might as well tell the people. <laughs> um, I will. I mean, we went to the pub. Uh, got to the pub about six o'clock last night. I obviously worked during the day. Uh, and, we, well, I fully intending just being at the pub and then coming home, but uh, one of our pals has got a bar out uh, in his back garden. So I left the pub at shutting time and went there to five o'clock this morning. And <laughs> like I say, it's not my finest hour, uh, but we're here. But uh, on the game itself, uh, I thought we were absolutely magnificent for start. Well, second half, we took the foot off the gas a bit. I think that was evident. Uh, Rangers did play a bit better in the second half, but the game was done and dusted in the first half. Absolutely phenomenal, clinical. We've been waiting to, like, really punish a team uh, in a, with a first-half performance. And I honestly didn't think it was going to come in the game last night, but it didn't. If it wasn't for their keeper, it could have been a hell of a lot more. Uh, and I thought, we'll probably touch on it a bit later, but I thought Giacomacus uh, was absolutely outstanding and he was the probably more by accident because I, I dare say if Kyogo was fit, he would have played. But I think he was... Taylor made for that game last night. Uh, it gives a focal point in presence that we otherwise maybe wouldn't have had. And in games like against Rangers previously, when we've had to play uh, the young boy Morgan, uh, Mikey Johnson, things like that up front, it's just never worked. That mm-hmm. they've been too lightweight. Uh, <clears throat> he just led the line absolutely brilliant last night, and the whole team was just completely up for that game. And I'm so so proud of them. And it, it was coming, but we couldn't keep going not beating Rangers and boy did we beat them last night Probably. did we beat them we absolutely annihilated them Ross and you're 100% right we will get into obviously player performances now we started the game but as always we do a summary first and Andrew coming to yourself <coughs> I mean every Celtic fan everyone in that stadium last night from start to finish supported the team but literally the 12th man they were unbelievable atmosphere you never walk alone under the disco lights for people call them. It was absolutely fantastic. Goosebumps all round. How you feeling? Well, first of all, well, I'm going to particularly say thank you for having me on because th- this time I normally wait to be asked to come on to the podcast. But today, I had spent the whole day, I worked with basically nothing but Rangers fans. There were No one was talking about the war. Well, and I was itching itching to talk about this for the first time in two long years. So I was basically hitting Steven up like a dog in heat. Like, can I come on? Can I come on? Can I come on? I am desperate to talk to someone. So I'll do my, I'll do my very calm, controlled review, and then I'll do my normal review. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Oh. Brilliance. Or, 
Oh. No, I'm here. Don't worry. Oh, I, I, I ain't fucking going anywhere for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the first half, we had technical prowess. But we were very skilled. Our midfield operated like a well-oiled machine. If it wasn't for well, uh, some great goalkeeper from McGregor, we would have had a, quite a few more goals in the score sheet, definitely. But, um, second half, we did take our foot off the gas a little bit. But, um, there was a, well, a certain strike that Everybody was going on like it was made from like you know back Bronk horse slap himself rather than <laughs> what you know someone that was actually on the park. But um it was so it was very what well, we just we, we just controlled the game. It was nice and comfortable what well, for us. And uh, what well, I start well, and I think we were very good we were very good. Now my normal review. <laughs> what a fucking game that was. I was so damn happy. Oh, <laughs> It was the first time I got to watch an Old Farm game in ages. The last time I watched an Old Farm game was the 4-1 pumping that we got last season. So this was such a relief. Those first five minutes, I was like, where the fuck was this Celtic last season? This was amazing. Well, it was just, the, the football was so silky and so smooth. Like, Hatati's goal, it was just like, it was just like, it was just bang. Okay, right, what next? Off he went. Well, and just watching all the the Rangers players essentially just implode under the pressure of the mm-hmm. fans as well. What well, twelve man? Well, I think we had a full starting eleven in that in that crowd last night. We were just they ripped them to shreds for the first for the first kick of the ball. We were all up for it. We were all firing on all cylinders. We were singing for the same hymn sheet. Well, again, we'll go into vid- individual players, but oh my god, what well, they played they played for the team. Which is the main thing we all talk about? All the the big leagues that say, "Well, you have the the stars, but if you don't play as a team, you're all a bunch of individuals. Then mm-hmm. you're not going to work." We've seen many a team do that. <coughs> Man United, sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so but that's what you need: you need a solid team performance, and we got it. And I am so so damn happy. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's been a weight off my shoulders. Getting <laughs> that. I think, I by think... the way, that sorry, sorry, Steve. I think McGregor. Uh, and his interview, I think it was, it might have been the day or no long after it, I'm not sure. Uh, but um, he actually said, uh, sort of epitomised it. He said that obviously he played with the mask on, and he, he, he pretty much said that I had to do that for the fans because every every single one of them would have played with a broken face. And I thought that's mm-hmm. just, that just epitomises the whole performance the whole night in one sentence. Yeah. And God the bless, fact that he, God bless Peter McGregor, as I was calling him, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fact that he he tears parasites and called him a shape bag. Unbelievable. Yeah. Obviously, Ross. Well, we... The first place to start is the first forty-five minutes. We we'll have to talk about this because we came out of the traps flying, and the way we played the football in that first half, especially, they were never ever coping with us. We ran over the top of them. And I was texting a bit of mine last night and I said, it was kind of flashes back to when we were pumping them. Like every other game we played, played them with Rodgers, that they were arguing with each other on the pitch. They were hiding in their shells. Captain Tavernier, he might as well be in the back in the change rooms. Barisic, he never left the team bus. Goldson didn't have a clue what was going on. You're right, Giamakis literally dominated physically. He held the ball up well. He chased every single thing. Abada literally destroyed Barisic. Jada. Simply sublime, Hatate, the two goals, fantastic. Tell me about it. Come on, give me it. Oh, it's like I said, like you've said, it was just a wonderful, wonderful first half performance. And there, 
well, there's certainly no team in Scottish football could have coped with the way we played last night. Uh, and there, there isn't many. I don't like to say across Europe. There is probably more across Europe with have coped with us, but uh, we were just absolutely f- phenomenal. Uh, like I wasn't at the game, but you could feel it. Even like for the the, the people in the pub, you, you, there was just a different feeling about it. You could just feel it coming. That everybody believed that we were going to win that game last night, and there was nothing going to stop us. And Ange had, had the players totally. They're believing themselves anyway, but I, you could see it that every one of them, that they were just ten feet tall walking onto that park. They weren't going to lose that game last night. Like I've touched on, eh, Giacomakis led the line, amazing. Jota, Abada, Abada's in a rich vein of form again. Eh, yep, he, he he's got huge confidence eh, off the back of eh, the Dundee United goal going into that game last night. But I, I think before that. He's, he's probably took confidence for his performance uh, up at McDermott Park and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was phenomenal. I mean, he's keeping James Forrest out out the, t- the Celtic team right now. So that tells you everything you need to know about Abada's form at the moment. Hatate Postacoglu says he's not 100% fat. <laughs> I'm actually scared to watch him when he's 100% fat then because it's got to be frightening. Uh, McGregor's came in. Captain's performance phenomenal. Uh, who else? Juranovic. For me, oh. he was the man of the match. Although Tatati got the two goals, I thought Juranovic was absolutely phenomenal. Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Colossuses in the, uh, the the middle of the the back line. Joe Hart. They have a lot to do when he was called upon. He was out off his line, quick. Got there before Arfield took him out along with the ball. It was just, it was just brilliant. Greg Taylor, wow, what a performance for him! Every single week, seven out of ten, eight out of ten last night, maybe even nine. He never lets us down. He's not the most technically gifted footballer, but wow, does he give everything? Does he leave everything out in the park? He's a proper. He's he knows how to defend. He's not a magnificent football player, but he's trustworthy, reliable. I just love this Celtic team. It is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal at the minute. And at 14 games to go, to think that maybe seven, eight days ago, we were talking about hopefully getting into the Rangers game, four points behind at worst. We've now overtook them. They've dropped seven, nine points for the return. Can't mind. Uh, uh, something like that, yeah. Now we are, their destinies in our own hands. We've got two games left to play against them out of 14 league games left Celtic are in tremendous form they've, I think they've only dropped one draw in 14 games yeah. and we've got 14 games left so if we continue that form we'll be champions Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't want to get obviously jump the gun too much for us, but you can't really disagree with anything you said there. And Andrew, you look at that team, I know we're obviously we're going to give rundowns in every player performance, but we just rammed them off already. But <laughs> we can always crack all of it. But <coughs> what, sorry, what do, you think that, what do you think that team talk was like from Pasta Cogley? Because Ross was right, the players come out, they just look so assured. They were 10 feet tall, they were first at every ball, they were chasing Harry and pressing creating opportunities at will. And as you rightly said, Alan McGregor and our goal saved that from being six or seven quite easily. We could have literally demolished, I'm, and I mean proper demolished them in that first half. I just think all round, that's the best I've seen from Celtic under Postacogna. 
it's the best I've seen since I was at the Celtic to Barcelona one game in 2012. That's what t- last night reminded me of. But the atmosphere, the energy, you, you knew something was in the air. There was a vibe. Mm-hmm. What it felt like this was this was the game that was really dedicated to win. Yeah. It had that energy about wow. it, just like the Barcelona one was the hundred goosebumps already there. Years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was at I was at that Barcelona game what, and it was, it was it was unreal what the the what the passion, what the excitement, the intensity. What the only difference between that game and this game is that Celtic were constantly, constantly humping them. Well it was it was beautiful to watch. It was like it was like poetry in motion sometimes. Well I mean everybody's waxed lyrical about to how, how great they were. What I mean what Ross basically covered the entire starting eleven. What so you've <laughs> saved me a job. I, well, I, I appreciated that one. Talk, talk but, about who you want because uh, I think about players anyway. I think back to what you were talking about. What do you think a team talk was like? I'm picturing Gerard Butler Sparta. <laughs> I think I think it was a pain in hell kind of kind of one. Well, because they were they were ready to go. It was just like it was ready like they were going to rip their shirts off, but like freedom and just go straight for them. That was all that was missing. I say like Callum McGregor. Like, I mean, what? Yeah, I said that he was like the like I called him Peter <coughs> McGregor. Then I realised, oh wait, no, it was his heat that was done in. So he was more like Fernando McGregor because it was Torres that had the face mask, and all of a sudden he played better for Chelsea. <laughs> but that's what he was like. He, ju- he was just like, get me the mask on. I'm going out there. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show him what for. He led by example. I think the whole team stepped up as a result of that. I say Juranovic was was class. Like Giacomakis, like. There were several times that I saw him like gesturing to the crowd. If there was ever like a missed yeah. opportunity or whatever, he was at the crowd like, "Come on, give us more, fire us up, let's keep going." That's what you need. You need those type of players. Like you had guys like Roy Keane and Gary Neville did that when they played for Man United. Well, and we've got that back with that GMAC as well. He's just like, right, "Come on, like get behind us, like, and we'll keep doing it." But Starfelt, I freely admit, I was worried about him after that cup final, and look how much he's turned it around since then. And how yeah, well he's right. done. So yep. I might need to say that he's pissed just to make sure that he keeps playing better. <laughs> but, but Joe Hart, well, again, wasn't called upon much, but as you rightly pointed out, Ross, like our field was away. Any other goalie, if that was Bain, if that was Barkas, there would have been, there would have been one each. What? Yeah, I what, agree. I'm, po- I'm positive it would have been. But he was just like, no, nah, I'm having that. Got it. That just shows the experience that he brought that he's brought to that team and brought to that back line. Well, it's like you say, Greg Taylor's always solid, he's reliable. I think he's he's always one that's really underrated. Well, he never well, he gets the credit that he's due. And a lot of people before the game were worried about their beat on getting the red card. They were worried about Kyogo might not make they might not make the team. No one has even mentioned those guys since last night. No one's even yeah. thought about them. And that just shows you how well that we've done. What well, and how yeah. how great the team was as a collective. Well, I was just so damn happy. It just reminded me of that that time, what early early Rogers era, what and first time under Lennon in Europe, what the Barcelona game, yeah. where it was just like we may get pummeled or we may or we may be doing the pummeling, but we will never say die. What you keep going going was, we'll go with you. What it was just brilliant. It just those nights remind you what it is to not only be a Celtic fan but be a fan of Scottish football. It was beautiful to watch. Yes. 
It was absolutely fantastic. And Andrew makes a great point, Ross. That was effectively still our second choice front line and borderline second choice midfield partnerships because you look at Hatate and O'Reilly, they does come in and look how well they're doing. And we'll, we're going to talk about some individual players like sewn in on them a wee bit. And I want to start with the front line first. And Abada, and you rightly said, he's in a, he's in a rich vein of form now. I mean, come up to Christmas, he was scoring goals, playing the main striker role, and then he died off a wee bit. We kind of criticised him. He's come back after the Christmas break, and he's been absolutely fantastic. And what I loved about him last night, he was taking on his man, Ross. He was trying to take him on one-on-one and whip balls in. And his goal, for me, epitomised his, his movement, his passion, his endeavour. Barca's didn't know he was even behind him. And then before Abada even touches the ball, Barr says it's on his honkers. It's like he totally destroyed him. The creation number one left back got put on his arse quite literally by Abada. Aye, it's like you say, it, his directness last night was it was brilliant to watch. It, every time he had the opportunity to run at his man, he done it. Most of the time he got by him. Mm. He, he's hit the byline. Final ball wasn't always perfect, but... He, he created a, a good few opportunities and uh, the, the goal itself he's come from nowhere and uh, to be honest with you I, I actually hadn't recovered for the celebrations <laughs> of his second goal and I've turned round <laughs> and the baddest in the middle of the goal is just not and I was like totally pub, totally took off again stadium bouncing and then he runs away into the, towards the fans uh, just with the arms out just biblical man uh, under the lights and th- just the fans going after that it was just mm. I mean you get carried Ross, away do you not find yeah. that his, his pose was very Bruni-esque as well when he went into the stands yep because he had his arms right. stretched out like that uh, it was kind of the like when Bruni done it at Rugby Park a few years back mm-hmm. uh, similar to that but I uh, uh, took his goal really well and he just created problems for Rangers the, the whole night Almost well, certainly the whole of the first half. The, the second mm-hmm. half, like we've said, we did take the foot off the gas. It, it sort of was like one of the fights with a big guy and a wee guy, and the, the big guy's just putting his hand out onto the wee guy's head, and the wee guy's swinging at him and not quite getting there. That's what Rangers were doing last night, right down to Ryan Jack's absolutely phenomenal effort that crashed off the bar. They just couldn't get near us. Yeah. I totally agree near enough, him. near enough to affect us. I think I think when you say about the second half, what I think I was part of the game plan. We finished the game, Ross. There was no Aye. need for us to chase it. And coming to yourself, Andrew, in terms of Abada, one of my major criticisms has always been he never takes his man on or takes him on one on one and very rarely gets by him. But what he showed last night was a complete opposite of what I thought he would have done because the first Glasgow Derby game he, he kinda went missing. Obviously it was his first kind of taste of that atmosphere and stuff. But last night he came into his own. He seems to have grown. As a, as a man, as a starter, as confidence, it's just flowing through him, isn't it? I think uh, the thing you pointed out, like you touched on straight away there, Stephen, was that it was his first derby back then. Like, yeah. he, was just, he was just new. A lot of it, a lot of them were new. A lot of them were, ironically, very green. Like, to everything was Scottish football. Like, they weren't, like, there's been a maturity. Like, there's been an understanding. They bought into the culture of the club what it means to be Celtic. I know that gets said a lot, but it's said a lot because it's true. But if you buy into the club, they'll buy into you. But I know that's what's coming through. Whatever he had uh, to eat over the Christmas break, he fucking give me some so I can have he some looks of that energy. Bogged up, doesn't he? He looks uh, bogged yeah, up. You don't think he's ready to fight Brock Lesnar or something? 
<laughs> what, what, rather than going in trying to trying to like skin Ryan Kent? It's crazy, man. <laughs> but dude, nice one. But I think maybe he's well, a lot of players like from last season could have took criticism that maybe fans would have would have done with them, justifiably or not justifiably so. And they would have shrunk into their shells. Certain players had that last season. They couldn't take the criticism after so long. They shrunk into their shells. Abad has done the opposite. He's took the criticism on board. He's done yep. the work. He's waited, bided his time for his opportunity. What? And boy, has he taken it. He's absolutely mm-hmm. taken it. What? Just sensational. And that picture what, of Arfield on his honkers with the wee shit emoji that's coming around now. Barasic. Barasic. Yeah. It's why I'm not even hungover, and I can't. And I'm like, I'm just so happy. I don't even have the excuse. So I don't drink, but I'll just yeah. That's something that will live with me. Just bars. It's just sitting in his hunkers with the wee shit emoji, just there. Oh, <laughs> I watched. I watched a wee like a weird cartoon animation before it came on. I was off the game last night, and there was a, an animation of a battle cutting in past bar six, and it goes, "He made me shit myself." <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. I don't know where it came from, but it was just funny. I thought it was going to be but like the, a battle with the road runner, and it's just going like, "Me, me." It could be like that as well. Could be a new. I, I, I seen one, and it was like obviously, but you've said it was like a cartoon. And it showed you like uh, like we dots a bad as like run. Ah yes, awesome. Yeah. And then it's got like Barisic, and then it looks like he's on the phone. And it's just right it's next day at Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> Standing playing and Wordle, think... and a bad is not getting into the game. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think the next person we know we're going to talk about Ross is Atate, the two goal wonder. And I'm pretty sure I seen a stat somewhere saying he's equaled. Morelos's goals against Celtic <laughs> in one game, and Morelos yeah. has had eighteen games to do this. So, we're talking about his first goal. I mean, a few Rangers people or Rangers pundits think it shouldn't be given because of the head knock. Me personally, it's not a head knock to me. I've seen replays, and I really can't see where the contact is with his head. It seems more like a finger into his neck from his own player, or uh, uh, that's my opinion. But do you, where do you stand on that? Obviously, before we get into his performance, um. <sighs> If you're looking at it in real time, it certainly looks like a head knock. Um, so, by the letter of the law, then prob- probably it, it should be, the game should be stopped. But we're talking about a guy hitting a shot for the edge of the box here. Mm-hmm. It's not like in the middle of the park. I think the referees just give it that wee second. And, I mean, if I were to talk about referees, should stop bloody games. What about Callum McGregor with the broken face the other week? Exactly. So... They they keep telling us that these things even themselves out, and the guy wasn't seriously injured. So, fuck that. Yeah. Let's go on, mate. It was a nah. goal. Let's get on to Hatate's performance. Two footed player, controlled, could hit with any foot. Took McGregor on the right, and he did it again from the right hand side too, and it was just fantastic. The guy is an absolute machine. You can't really pin down Ross what his best position is. He, he seems just to play every, everywhere. He can play attacking mid, sitting the number eight role. He does everything, and I think Postecoglou's proof once again. If there's ever a manager who has an eye for a player, it's him. And Atate, Kyogo, Mieda, Urugichi, all these guys coming in are going to improve our squad. And by God, Atate's really done that in a short space of time, hasn't he? Aye, he certainly has. I mean, I think that's the, that's the sort of beauty of the way Celtic are playing now. Like, say, with their, their uh, midfield three and their front three, they sort of pop up all over the place at times 
and it's not they're obviously playing in certain positions but it's not quite rigid and Atati will pop up and the number 6 role will pop up and the number 8 role will pop up further up the park and the 10 role it's just like you say he pops up everywhere and he's effective in every part of the in every part of the pitch he's passing that I mean Celtic's passing the first half was so crisp and it was epitomised by the way they, they built up and mm-hmm. basically took that second goal it was a phenomenal bit of football. It's so quick, quick, just keep the ball moving. Rangers couldn't deal with it. And then he's absolutely no right to score that second goal for where he was. He just uses Goldson. And I actually think Goldson think to himself, go have a shot. You're not scoring for there. I'm right in front of you. He just bent it around him and he's bet Al McGregor for 20-odd yards. Gave him absolutely no chance. A, a, a top quality keeper now, McGregor, by the way. Absolutely no chance. No back left, just bang, there you go. Top class goal for a top class player. And the first goal, I don't think he's connected with it brilliantly, eh, but he's made a good enough connection and he's no try to hammer it like a lot of players would have and skied it over the bar. He's still sort of picked his spot. It's went through a flurry of players. I think it takes a slight deflection, but the way he took the touch, moved his body around it, he deserved that wee bit of luck, and it was again mm. a, a touchy class. And it, it's these guys. You need guys like that to come up with moments like he did last night, uh, in big games like this, and first class. And like I mean, we're looking at that, and we we actually don't know what our best midfield three is now because they're always good exactly. as each other. It's <laughs> the, the, nobody is taken away from the team who comes in to go into that midfield, it's, 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 it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think as well, one of the most stark things is, Andrew, that Postacoglu said in his after-match press conference that Hatate is nowhere near match fit. So what what's the limit for this guy? It's the fact not only that he said it, <clears throat> is that Hatate said it himself? Right. But that he's, that he's like, I know I'm not 100% yet. And you're like, Okay, so what percentage are you at? <laughs> well, and, and and can we get some of it? Like just 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 to get us through our average day. He's a, like you say, he was an absolute machine. And the, well, again, we were making like a lot of kind of things about you know, oh, my day will be back soon. What? Well, oh, he's getting the private jail over. Like Tom Rogic, oh, he didn't get injured on international duty. Oh, thank goodness. What? Well, he was another two players. That we were really sweating, thinking, well, we might, we really might need them again. Never heard it. I uh, peep out any of them. What for it? Well, and you just think, man, there's so much potential that's that's really starting to show now. Well, but we've just got to make sure that what well, we don't like kind of lose the head a bit, like yeah. certain certain fans across the water do sometimes. Well, they'll go, oh, this this title race isn't over, and they're right. It's not over. There's still a lot of games to be played, and you still got the um, what the season split. You've always got that to, to kind of concern you. Well, the only difference is Rangers are doing what they used to do under Gerard and have their January downturn. Well, mm-hmm. whereas right. we what are doing our usual and having our wee peak. Yeah. And that's I've... what. And that's one thing that I really hope that the Rangers players don't go to therapy for to find out where their fear of their own fans began. 
<laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't want them fixing that straight. I want them to be scared shitless anywhere they go because now, now the teams yeah. know they're they're at they're at Tynecastle next, I believe. The, the Hearts. No, they're they're at home. They're, they're home. The Hearts at home. I. At home, Aye. the Hearts. I wasn't sure, but either way, that's still going to be tough. tough game. Yeah. What? Because especially if we win. Yeah. So we play what, their, their own fans give them a lot of stick. What when they're not playing well? Well, they'll, they'll turn on them quickly if it isn't going right. So they are going to be majorly bricking themselves after that. Mm-hmm. What, two times where uh, their goalies conceded three goals? The first time, I think that's been since 2015, I think the stats had said. Well, in, well, in back-to-back games, anyway. Well, that's something that you've got to watch out, especially considering their best player on the park, in my opinion, was McGregor. Yeah, he was. Well, he still, he no still put... He put in some top class saves. What could have easily been like hit, what hitting close to double digits. What if if he hadn't been on his game? What and this is a guy that's just hit forty. Happy birthday, Mister McGregor. I'm sorry it wasn't a good one for you. <laughs> but, 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 but we are we are we're waxing lyrical and rightfully so about how exactly the performance was. I do have one thing though. But um, a lot it. of people are going to be like, this is a nitpick, Andrew. What the hell? But, well, I'll wait to hear me out. Why didn't Hitati go for his hat trick? He didn't I think need to. I think, <laughs> but it's one of those things that, well, when Moussa Dembele got the hat trick against them in the 5-1, and everybody was just like, it was like the, it was like the icing on the cake. It was, the, it was like the best, the end to a perfect day. I remember watching that game and thinking, Oh, I could die right now, and I would be a happy man. This was this was, this was brilliant. <laughs> what? And he was getting the encouragement. Well, a lot of people were like, "Like, go for your hat trick, lad. Go for it." Dembele, ironically, put out a tweet saying, "Go get that hat trick." Yeah, but that because that's uh, something that when you look back in your career, what you would cherish that you would cherish that you got a hat trick against your quote unquote rivals, what in the biggest in the biggest derby game on your own patch. Well, and I think that I know he's. I know he was probably following orders for for the big man. We don't question the big man because the big man could take six inches off the top. Well, <laughs> well, if, you if you don't follow, follow his will. So he was following orders. Fair dues. But I think he should have got that hat trick. I think he more than deserved it. Like he deserved oh, that he, match ball. He, he definitely deserved a match ball, and he was man of the match. And I think what you say. Ironically, right, because Musa Dembele did tweet out, and I have to say, see the amount of footballers and celebrities who were tweeting last night about last night's game, it was mental. Never seen it before. Real Ferdinand and was tweeting about it, and I'm like, oh. wow. And, and then <laughs> Andy Robertson did Hatate, being like, he's a crack right. player, like, nope, do not bring him to the attention of anyone down south right now. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. No. But look, no. I think you make a great point, Andrew, and obviously, we're not turning this around to speak about Rangers in, in a positive light here, but it has to be spoke about Ross as well. Under Gerard, they, they did have our number time from, from time to time. We were unbeaten against us in two years. And what I noticed for me, I don't know about you, but I'll get your opinion on it anyway. From Broncos, it seemed to have ripped up what, what, what he created within the space of the month and a half or two months that he's been there. It seems to be like a Mark Warburton type way they're playing the expansive football, but it's not quite suiting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they're, they're playing slightly more defensively. Uh, mm. I don't think they get their um, wing backs as far up the park uh, as they did under Gerard. And for me, I mean, I, I'm no, I don't watch Rangers every single week, but 
any time I did. I feel like Tavernier and Barisic are more effective at the top end of the park. They're not mm. they're not fabulous defenders. I think that was shown last night. Uh, and I, I think he's not utilising them in the right way and Rangers are only getting the best out of the two players at the minute. Uh, and certainly played into our hands last night. Uh, I don't like to praise Gerard, um, but Oh no, that president does point out the no, facts. No, no, I know. It, the this way is where I'm a nasty Villa fan, and I will be able to jump in on this in a minute. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, aye, the way he had the Rangers team playing were were more suited. But then Celtic are a totally different team now. For any oh, yeah. team that Gerard managed to, uh, managed again against, so it's difficult to sort of throw a judgement but I get what you're saying eh, on the Van Bronckhurst side of things yeah I think as well you want to jump in there Andrew about that go ahead well well being an Aston Villa fan and now well, I do have to keep up keep with that quiet this is a Celtic so. podcast <laughs> <laughs> I know but hey the Villa crest is the rampant line of Scotland so it fits into the Scottish football podcast there you go there's your history <laughs> and if you know your history eh. <laughs> right so one of the things that Gerard like did do very well was that when it came to the big games, well, he knew what to do. He knew how to get the kind of numbers on them. Well, and since he's went to Villa, he's done the same kind of blueprint. Well, and it's working out for us down there. We've went from being like kind of languishing close to the bottom of the table now we're uh, middle, and people are talking about maybe going to top six, which is unbelievable because I've been an Villa fan for thirty years, and the closest thing I ever had was, oh, we might win the championship. Well, it was it was always it was always crazy. Well, Martin O'Neill done all right for these. He got top six. Mark, yeah, and he, then he bankrupted us. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, but all safer, uh, Gerard is like there's a lot of history repeating itself with uh, a certain great manager that had a number over the rivals in Scotland, and then they they jump ship down south, well, and then they have to bring in somebody to steady the ship. But that ship isn't so steady anymore. Mm. You know, I think there's a I little like bit of uh, a little shades of fifty shades of Lennon. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like cover, that. I like that. I'm trying to cover up the fact that I was stuttering. Well, I'm trying to make out like it was my computer's problem, but it was just me stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I, I like the way you're coming from that angle. I actually, never really thought about that, but for, for a play. But we're going to obviously talk about more players here, Ross. You, you brought up Iranovic, right back. Um, can play anywhere really. John Monson playing left back. Not a hope in hell. I'm switching him ever again from right back to left back. But he was immense. Ran Kent the first five minutes, tried to take him on. Ranovic laughed at him, kicked the ball off him and won him throwing. Unbelievable. That guy, from the hug he got from Boric when he left Lego Warsaw, to him touching down at Celtic Park and him being brilliant ever since he signed for that for Celtic Football Club. He's never put in one performance where you would say he's had a shocker. And mm-hmm. last night was probably his best game in a Celtic shirt. Oh, uh, by miles, by uh, miles. It, I mean, he, he absolutely played Ryan Kent, the best player in Scotland. Uh, they never even gave him a sniff. And like you say, he, he laughed at him in the corner. And I, I loved that. I, I was like cheering that. Because that, that, it's like Celtic Rangers game, you know what I mean? The, the fans cheer tackles, go mental for tackles. Mm-hmm. And that that 
that set the tone as well uh, in the game. Just that uh, the very fact that he laughed at him, Kent looked raging. He just got in his head right away, and yep. uh, Kent was never in the game, never laid a glove on him. He was phenomenal going forward. His his pace is ridiculous. He's isn't the, the way he covers. It's ridiculous, and it doesn't look the fastest when he's like going throughout the game. But when he's recovering, it's unbelievable. I'm sure it was against Dundee United at the weekend. In the first half, he recovered for somewhere and got like a last ditch interception. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah, like yeah. a slide. But he was that fast. He came in, intercepted the ball, took it away, <laughs> and passed it off. And it was like, how did you? How did you get there? Uh, he's, he's just a, a phenomenal. Phenomenal player, a creation international, and we got him for what two and a half million pound or something. The, the business, ah, uh, was stolen. The, was stolen. The business that we seem to have done has been absolutely phenomenal. And Post Postecoglou has he's he's definitely got an eye for a player, and we're, oh. we're reaping the benefits benefits at at the moment. Yeah, speaking <laughs> about right backs as well. About right backs as well, Andrew. Our own uh, Mikhail Lustig got involved in the fun on Twitter. He was getting right, right, right in about Rangers, and he must have been proud of Radovich. And I know you're going to say something there, so let's let you crack on. The guy was as immense. Yeah. Uh, I love Mikhail Lustig. I just love him. I think he's Aye. brilliant. Well, I miss him so much. I really do. Well, but yeah, I was just well. What one of the points I'd missed from earlier was, you know, I find it very coincidental that there was the whole of the January transfer window. And not one player went to Aston Villa after Gerard rating them for so long. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want some. Yeah. Don't, uh, yeah, I don't want Glenn Kamara in my team. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was so what there's a real a real good vibe and a good sense about this team. And what uh they sold Oson Edward, Christopher Ayer, and Ryan Christie. But for a combined total, I believe it was of twenty-five million. What and we have spent twenty-three million. What on all of those players? And look at the quality that we have got, and we've still got money to burn. Yeah, that just shows you how well and how probably for uh, uh, for a lot of us over this side, how much we don't look at other markets that are out with our little kind of European bubble. Well, mm-hmm. because there's like, right? so many, so many great talents. Well, I was one of them. That was like, who the heck are these guys? What? Hold my hands up, admit it. Well, and man, we are majorly eating their words with mints and hatatis. We've got to find a different nickname for him <laughs> rather than that. What? Man, you stole a raw son. That was raw. It's like there's so many memes about that now, and I'm like, we really need something else for the guy. Poor guy. I don't want that being his like his only legacy down here. But yeah, there's so many oh. like gems that are being uncovered like, and unearthed like, by. By you know, like the the trendiest sweatshirt that I have ever seen in Postacoglu. Well, so I'm just thinking, what is what is coming next? What is now? We're now we're looking forward to a transfer window to find out who's mm-hmm. going to be coming in. Well, and that's just not even talking about Matt O'Reilly yet. Well, I'm just going to come on to him. But go ahead, go ahead. No, what? It, you're you're the you're the the host. Lad. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you fire away, man. I'm just going to. I was just going to say, like, you bring up Matt O'Reilly, I was going to do a couple of spe- special mentions for us, the players, and you look at Matt O'Reilly, he's come in from MK Dons, League One, by all accounts, his numbers were great in the lower leagues of England, he was probably, I think he was the most productive midfield player in all the top leagues in English football, but again, 
League One, the attempt your expectations. You see all the hype from the MK Don fans. They're like, he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's come in. And Andrew pointed out perfectly that we all thought we would miss Rodzik, like, terribly. And yes, we do, of course, because he's a fantastic footballer. Let's not get away from it. But Malorelli's come in. And him and Hatate together, just, they just look like they've been playing at Celtic for years. Already t- he plays some magical balls that I've never seen. Like, he, he took a ball last night. He did three control it and flicked it around the player and a batter was away. Much like he did against Dundee United too with with a ball over the top. He's, uh, he's fantastic, isn't he? He's a tremendous football player. Absolutely mm-hmm. tremendous football player. 21 years of age. Comes in at Celtic. Plays at Tynecastle in his first game. Doesn't look out of place whatsoever. Actually, gets man of the match. Then plays the Dundee United game. Another top performance. A pressurised game where we, we we want to get the three. Of course, we only get the three points all the time, but we all knew how big that three points was to take us into last night's game. And then last night, baptism of fire and against strangers, under the lights, full house and one of the best players in the park, again, 21 years of age, absolutely tremendous football player. Tre- but, tremendous Ross, but, but Ross, Joe, Joe Rebo's the best attacking midfielder in the country. By the way, I, I, like, I, I think Joe Rebo... He is a good player. Good. He's a good he player. There's, good. there's no getting away from it. But the, the Celtic midfield bossed it last night. And sometimes it might only be he might boss us in the next game at Ibrox you just don't know I don't think there's a Celtic played Rangers off the park last night I don't think there's a great deal between the two teams but I think it's going it's going the way where there is going to be because if Celtic keep progressing with the trajectory they are then they're going to be miles in front they, they just are it's it's facts but uh, yeah. Matt O'Reilly I He's been put on the, the set pieces as well. Uh, I mean, you could say he's been put in the set pieces that because we're so bad at set pieces, but Turnbull, Turnbull's a good set piece taker. just so happens that he's injured the now. Matt O'Reilly comes in. He's right up there with Turnbull, possibly better at set pieces. He, he, I just think he's a, a proper, proper football player. And we've got him at 21 years of age, and he looks... Like he looks like he's a twenty-seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. The way he plays, his stature, his his body, he's fully developed. He's strong. He'll not get knocked off the ball. He's a big laddie. And then right down the way he speaks in interviews, the way he speaks uh, in interviews is is first class. He he think he was a guy thirty-year-old. The way he I can just spoke like that at twenty-one years of age. His interview last night after the game was unbelievable. Like. Goosebumps, the way he was reacting to how the fans were reacting, and he's he's turned around and went, "We have got the best fans in the world." Like if you want to endear yourself to the fans, mate, you're going the right way about it. Just keep doing the same things you're doing, and you will not go wrong at Celtic. And I hope you're yeah. here for a, a long time. Tremendous yeah. player. I think, it, I think as well, Andrew, you're right to point about. It. I was going to come on to, him, but just to come to yourself a bit before we move on. The guy rejected a contract with Fulham to play first-team football MK Dons. Was there for 18 months around about. Was their best player by far, best player in League One. He's came to Celtic. All the pressure in the world this season, because we all know what it means, even probably more than last season. I know people might argue of that, but we need to win this title back. I think we could all see that. 
He's come in, played the mm-hmm. 10 castle, played against Dundee United, and the most important game against the Rivals Rangers. And he totally strolled it for me. He strolled it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've hit the nail on the head there, Stephen. Well, those are three tough games for any player to come into. Tyne Castle, Dundee United, well, and you're at home against your big rivals. Well, those are hard for any any games. Think about Robbie Keane and Roy Keane, their first games, well, and, what, and how they get shafted. Well, Roy Keane in particular, Clyde Bank. Well, yeah. So even the big stars can come up to this league and think, well, we're going to be fine, and they can get a shocker within that January month. These guys haven't done that. They've not been phased by it. They've not well, seen it as... They've seen it as a challenge, but they've seen it as a challenge they can rise to. And again, Ross, you're right. I could not speak as eloquently and as as passionately as he does at 21. I can barely work that now, and I'm almost 35. Don't have a clue, man. But yeah, this this boy could be a very very good pu- uh, public speaker later on down the line. Like he's got he's got that <laughs> nuance about him. I can see him doing the after dinner circuits with Alan Ruff. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Anthony O'Reilly. <laughs> hey, we might we might as well adopt him but, but he's he's doing the right things he's saying the right things there's a lot that a lot of players who are, who have played for Celtic in the past what well, can learn for this boy now and when you were talking mm-hmm. about the pressure Stephen what well, I agree with you about the uh, about the pressure what well, uh, that maybe there's a bit more on it this year because of what's on the line what well, but it was a, it's a, it was two different types of pressure. It was two different types of teams. What well, and we can't slate the nine in a row team too badly. Well, they were nine. Oh no no no! Well, they, they were brilliant. They were quadruple treble winners. They've wrote their names in history. Fair enough. But that pressure of the ten can get to anybody. What well, and they well before that ten we seen them as kings among men. What well, we were yep. rivaling them with Larson territory. This is a totally different type of pressure. We're the underdogs now. We're the ones that have got to fight. We're the ones that are. Uh, I've got a point to prove. We want to stick it to our rivals. We want to get to the end of that season on top, and more importantly, getting Champions League football. They'll have had that drilled into their heads probably in the first steps going to paradise, but and yep. they're going for it. Whereas the pressure's all on Rangers now, and they said that at the start of the season. How will Rangers respond with this? A lot of them were saying, oh, they'll be fine because look who they're signing. Look at Celtic have got as a manager. Look who they're signing guys for Japan. Well, well I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree with what you're saying. And like, I don't think I could have put it better than you have there. I think this is the season. There's two, you're right. Two Matt different O'Reilly types of could have put it so much better than me. <laughs> two different <laughs> types of pressure. Celtic are the underdogs now. And as you said, Rangers are the ones who have to cope with the top dog tag the the favorites and at the moment they're, they're faltering and as you said the usual january window of decline is happening as we speak do you know what i mean but i, I don't think there's any more fitting way ross than to end this kind of part of the, the podcast and to talk about the man who's made this all possible and as andrew said people were slating him pasta coglu who some of us in the podcast didn't have a clue who he was we'll have to admit that where so many Celtic fans were so naive and we were so ignorant to the fact that this guy could maybe come in and do a job for us there were so many among us who have to admit that as well. But what he's done this season is he's brought the fans together. He's brought 14 new players in. I think 10 of the starting 11 the last night, but the first time they featured or in and around the Glasgow Derby game. Um, he's 60,000 sellout. The fans singing from start to finish. And just the way he speaks is after the game, one of the things he said I thought was fantastic. He referred to the fact that 
people come into the stadium with problems in their life, and for 95 minutes, he wanted people to forget about them problems and go away happy and just forget about life for one moment. And that, for me, that gave me goosebumps. If goosebumps saying it, the guy just gets it. And it's, he's not right. one of them kiss-ass guys who say, I've been a Celtic fan all my life, I've followed them all my life, I've done this, and kept checking their scores, or, do you know what I mean, followed from a distance. He's so straight to the point, he's honest, and he, that's all we ever want as Celtic fans. And look what he's delivering so far for us. Aye. Uh, do you know what Ange Postacoglu is? To, to me, he's a... He's coming. He's came from a sort of working class background. He's alluded to his father, how they, they moved to Australia. He worked hard all his days. Ange Postacoglu has seen that, has came up for nothing. He, he, he's got proper values and he, he's just a guy that's a working class guy who is just so happens to be a really, really good football manager. And he's as a person. There's nobody better to lead our club. The values he seems to have as a person are the values that we as a club have. And yep. I don't think in my lifetime, personally, maybe, maybe only Tommy Burns, I don't think MD, there's been another manager in my lifetime that gets the values so so well as Postacoglu does at our club and drums it into the players, uh, pedals the message to the fans and to the public out with, the fan base. It's, it's just, it's a, a siege mentality. He, he talked about a culture. He, he wanted to build a culture at the club and he's doing it. And it, it's a culture that every Celtic fan gets, is buying into. And the connection between the players, the manager, the fans, even down to guys like John Kennedy. You see the way they celebrated John Kennedy, uh, Gavin yep. Stratton, it, the whole bench, everybody's together. They're all in it together. And it's it, what he's done in a short space of time. I mean, in the summer, I kept saying, like we were worried about, can this rebuild be done in a short space of time? And like, ordinarily, probably not. I always said that it was done before. O'Neill came in late, not as late as Postacoglu. I always maintained that it could be done. It's not the way you want to do it, but it could be done. And But I didn't think it was going to be done as well as the way Postacoglu is doing it at the minute. Like you say, he was an unknown entity. People had questions. Not once did I say, don't want this guy, not good enough, because I didn't know anything about him. But he's come in, and and like we've said it before in that first interview, that first press conference, as soon as he started talking, five minutes in, I was like, I like this guy. This guy is he's got to take our club forward. I believe in him. I believe in what he's what to do. I believe in. And then we started seeing them playing the football. Started to believe in the football he was playing. It's the way you want to see a Celtic team playing. That's it's how a Celtic team should be playing because they're better than everybody in the country. But I know Rangers, they're right up there with at the minute, but that's Celtic should just be going at every single team in the league. None of this one man up top pish at Parkhead when we should be taking goals off of teams that are inferior is. And he's, he's going with the three up top. I love watching Liverpool playing. The minute I knew that he was going to be playing that system, I was, I was on board. Then the players he's brought in to play that system 
And the way he speaks about, he doesn't just want to bat. And that's, I'm not just saying that's because Rangers have brought in Arm Ramsey, but he doesn't want to just bring in the names, the stars. It's the person first and foremost. Mm-hmm. He always goes on about that first. And if they don't fit in, the person, if they are not the right character as a person first and foremost, then the footballing ability doesn't matter. He would rather have somebody that's slightly inferior, but a better person that fits into the way and the culture that he's building. And I, you just can't speak Kyle enough of him. I could go on all night, but I'm going to have to let Andrew have a wee word. <laughs> it's I think, phenomenal. I think... You're doing the talking for me, Ross. Like you're doing it and saying it brilliantly, especially since you're uh, you're uh, rough as a badger's man. Really, uh, this this well. chat is taking it away. It's, it's such <laughs> a healer. What a healer, man! <laughs> <laughs> I know this is what it does. But yeah, I I remember when I first came on this podcast and I was sitting at my stall saying, I think he could be like Jockstein from the way that his personality was, working class, took no nonsense. He bought it, and you were out. And I was very, very worried that it was going to come back and it was going to be clickbaited to fuck. Well, luckily, it's having the opposite effect and everybody seems to be going, I never actually thought of that. And, and I'm just like, I've set my, I set my stall out and I stick by it. What is, it's so, what we haven't seen it in our lifetime. What Tommy Burns had it, but he never had the results. What, uh-huh. which, was a, which was a shame because if there was anybody you wanted to succeed more, it was Tommy Burns. Billy McNeil had it. Again, a bit of a mixed bag. Well, Jockstein was the one that he didn't he didn't come from a Celtic background. He didn't come by being, oh, I've I've supported him since I was a boy. He wasn't a Robbie Keane. What copying mm. and pasting every what yeah, insert <laughs> every insert club name here. I could have had a chance to sign for it, insert clubs rivals here. What by shows <laughs> insert club. But he didn't play any of that. He came in what, and said and set his stall out early. But and he wasn't afraid to take on the board as well. He was wasn't afraid to say, I need signings in and would come out and publicly say, get me these signings. Well, so if things don't go his way, he will walk. So mm-hmm. with there's all the talk about this new contract, let's say uh, there's talk about him get, what, getting one. I think it's thoroughly deserved. I think I think yep. that's brilliant. I would maybe hold off to the end of the season because I don't want that being in the back burner and maybe lose the focus. But yeah, but pin down the big man. That sounded right. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I think is I think there's a sum sum it up. He's a guy as you said. He's working class. He moved across the world young. Many Irish immigrants have done that as well. So he has that connection straight away with the fan base, and he settled in so well. And, Again, pointing out the facts that we were ignorant to him. We were naive. Not saying he wasn't good enough for us, as you, as you said. Just maybe concerned how, how how it would go and signing unknown players that we were, again, ignorant to. But look how well it's worked. And Ans Postacoglu is, first and foremost, a fantastic human being and a fantastic manager for Celtic Football Club. And before we move on to the, the end of the podcast, I have to say as well, it was a double celebration for our podcast yesterday. And I have to congratulate Francis and his partner Lynn on the birth of their baby girl. I think we can all echo that, lads, can't we? Yeah. Aye. Aye. Welcome, Brilliant. welcome to the club, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, if I had a beer. Yeah. If I, if I had a beer, Francis, I would I would raise it, but it's water, so cheers. Congratulations. I had a wee beer, had a wee beer last night, he made it out uh, for a few hours. Because Lynn was, ah, was kept in, so she let him go to the pub and watch the game with the boys, which we all, we, all, we all need to get ourselves all in. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> but, man. Good, good luck. <laughs> not, not that I'm saying yeah. I haven't, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, congratulations, Francis and Lynn. And we'll move on to the game coming up the weekend. Just talk about it swiftly here. We're playing Motherwell for a park. I mean, Ross, they've been slightly weakened over the transfer window. They've lost their top goal scorer, Tony Watt. He moved to Dundee United. They've still got the likes of Van Veen up front. They've got some pacey players out wide. Some good players in midfield, com- combative players that are quite good and quite useful. But I think the crest that we're on at the minute, the wave that we're, we're riding, so to speak, we should go to Fair Park full of confidence. I don't, don't see anything majorly wrong with that. No, no. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think, like you say, the way, way we're playing now, there, there's no many teams, if we go at full tilt, are going to matches. But that said, for, Motherwell are a sort of, they're not down team, they're hot and, co- hot and cold. Uh, but Fair Park's always a, it's, it's never an easy place to go. Uh, you'll always get a tough game and it'll be, it'll be no different on Sunday. But again, it's a game I feel we can win. And off the back of the performance and just everybody will be totally buoyed with that because we didn't just win, we, we battered them and then kept them at arm's length for the remainder of the game uh, and just looked head and shoulders above. If we can do that, like, even come 70 80% close to what we've done in that first half, then we'll beat Motherwell. But you can have off days. You've got to be careful. Motherwell yep. can be dangerous on their day. You, you've just got to tread carefully, take one game at a time, Motherwell's next, and just put everything into it. And if, if we keep playing the way we're playing, then you don't envisage any problems, but you don't want to get too complacent and too cocky. Uh, because we've seen that in the past, with managers roaring down cameras, thinking they've won the league, and then it, they fall flat in their face. So, at, yeah. even like McGregor last night, I don't know if you noticed, at the he celebrations at the end of the game, calm. Any of this, like, oh, could, like, because it can just come back to bite you. It was, I thought it was a, an absolutely first class, but a captain saying leadership, yeah, uh, on that part. And you, you, you did see, like, they, they done all the, 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 and all that, but it was fairly muted considering how well they played. Oh, I totally agree. I think, I think you're right, Cal McGregor. Seeing that Hatate was going a wee bit. Ew, and he, he went to him, calm, calm. Uh-huh. And then, as you, it, it was muted, but it was fantastic to see him celebrate with the fans, rightly so. But <laughs> you do have to keep a, a calm head about these things, Andrew. And Ross alluded to the fact that we could go effectively four points clear before Rangers kick a ball again. It'd be good to get another psychological edge over them, wouldn't it? This is where I've got to be careful because my day job boss is a Motherwell fan. <laughs> but, so I could get my P45 here very, very quickly. But, uh, <laughs> Motherwell are a risky team, especially for the type of fixture it's going to be. We're just off the back of a big high. We've seen it so many times, as Ross has alluded to, where we've come out of these games and been like, we or we've got the confidence, and then we just go to a Motherwell and we get our, and we just get our jotters, and that's as we're done. So we've got so we do have to be careful. Big blow for them though. Tony Watts gone. Well, he's away to Dundee. He's away to Dundee United. Well, I personally, I personally think he shouldn't have left there, but I'm quite glad now because of who we're playing after this game. <laughs> but, but Motherwell still a tough side. But um, but if we stick with the game plan, what we're doing, what and just be mindful of 
how of how we play. Still have the the same attacking edge. What just bury bury early. What I mean, try and shut up shop as best we can. I don't see a real problem. With yeah, I agree. I agree, Ross. And quickly come to both of you, Ross. You first score and lineup predictions. Um, back five usual. Juranovic. We might play Ralston, but I expect Juranovic, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor, Hart, and goals. Midfield three. Um, I think he'll probably start. Surely got to start McGregor. I think off the back of that, mm-hmm. uh, last night. A superhero. Aye, he'll, he'll wear the mask. He suited it. Uh, I think it, it, it might well be might well be the same team but I, I, well I think it'll be the same midfield probably so we'll go McGregor, O'Reilly, Hitati and then the front three I think Maeda might come back in uh, and yeah. by the way I, that's no slant on Giacomacus and I'll, I'll tell you Maeda's not featured a lot for us but at the minute what I've seen in Maeda who I was very excited about coming in and what I've seen in Giacomacus, currently, I think Giacomacus is a better option after Kyogo to play up there and lead the line. But I think that's, re- I think that's, that's more or less based on because he's played more games, really, isn't it? Ah, is ah, it's a, I was just going to say, it's pro- pro- possibly harsh on Maeda because he hasn't had a lot of time. I, I think he might come in and start, depending on how he's feeling uh, fitness-wise. Yeah. Uh, and I think he might, I'm loath to say Forrest will come in because why why take a bad or jot out the team when they're 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 playing so well at the minute. So no, I would I would go with this, this maybe bring Maeda in, but it's a difficult one because everybody's playing so well. Mm-hmm. You could turn around and say there's no right and wrong selections here at the minute because, like we've alluded to, anybody that comes in is doing a job, and it's take, not really taking away for the team. So. Let's go away, Abada, Jota, and Maeda for now. But if it's Jacob Marcus, then we're delighted with that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And your score? Um, two 0 Celtic. Hassle what about yourself, free. Andrew? Hassle free, friendly two 0 <laughs> What about well, yourself, uh, Andrew? I think he'll stick with uh, stick with the same starting eleven. Well, I think yeah. based based on the result uh, last night and based on how well they played. How well they gelled together. I think I think there'd be more of an outcry for the fans like if he didn't stick with them at least to start with. Well, I think they I think they all earned it. I could see him making uh, making the substitutions. So like I could see uh Rogic maybe coming back on for uh, O'Reilly, get some minutes get some minutes in him that you know he's back home. Same getting Medea back on. Uh-huh. But yeah. um again, but um I would may- I would maybe get get Forrest on as a sub, like, but only if we're in control of the game, but uh, if it's yeah. if it's like a two nothing, I wouldn't chance it. I would have to be like a three nothing, like before I brought him on, which is which is gutting for me because I was I'm always been a big fan of Forrest, really have. But and I always said to my mates, there's loads of people that have came in and no one took his place off him. They finally found someone that's took his place off him. But so I'm he's the he's, it, the he's the he's cli- the he's the kind of wee, but we'll have to be honest. Yeah. We've got yeah, we've got to be well, especially the way the rates everything's yeah. went up and the injuries that he's had. It's no harm against anybody, but the fact no. that, again, we're not even talking about like McCarthy playing the guy who was like meant to be like this this big name signing. What well, and they were like, who's McCarthy? He did come on last night. He did all right. He did all right. Yeah. He did all right. He, he, did, he did all, all right. right, but he just he wasn't the one that we were all 
clamoring Aye, to talk about yeah. that. That's what I mean. Nothing, nothing against yeah. Shane McCarthy at all. I'll go. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll go three now again. Why not? Yeah. I'll go Hart, Uranovich, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, and Scales because I think Taylor picked up a wee knock towards the end of the uh, game. He was absolutely like, done. Yeah. I'll I'll go with McGregor to start. I'll go Rogic to start. Atate. I'll go Abada, Giamakis, and Mieta. I think there'll be a couple of players rested because they need a rest. Already he's been non-stop since he's come in. Jada's mm-hmm. only coming back from his injury because he, he was dropping them in the other team before the, the Glasgow Derby game. So I think we might see a wee bit of ro- rotation there. I'll go I'll go free one to Celtic. I'll go comfy free one. Comfy. Right. I just I just don't think O'Reilly would be dropped because I don't think he would want to be dropped. Well, if it's any craft if you're on a vein of form, you want to stick with it until I'm just based on until I'm, something breaks out. It, but coming from though, Stephen, what? And yeah, I would be more than happy if Rockets played what, for the start. Yeah, that's not me dropping O'Reilly for any other reason, more, more or less because he's been absolutely flat out since he's came to Celtic. Mm-hmm. So just, we'll, just we'll rotation in it, yeah, just yeah, rotation definitely. as that. Yeah. And so uh, <clears throat> all he says, he's big on rotation, so we'll probably see that again in the weekend. Not loads mm-hmm. of changes, maybe two or three, but we'll see. Um, that brings us down to the podcast, guys. And I have to be honest, I haven't organized a quiz mainly because I don't, don't want to send any of off losing. We're on a Thank high. Thank God, because I would have got um, absolutely pumped. <laughs> well, I would have got pumped again. Well, well, I don't know. We're, we're, My brain's not quite there tonight. Exactly. Even, so, even I mean, with half a brain, Ross, you would hate me. I have every faith in you. <laughs> and I think as well, it's it's right to point out that um, our injury list in the podcast is probably bigger than Celtics at the minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you can have your super gen- you can have your super ginger sub anytime you want, guys. Let's just give or you a shout. Resident DJ, that mental yeah. ginger show, Andrew yeah. Durning, check him out. <laughs> and again, as as always, end. Have you enjoyed this one? Absolutely. Well, I, would, I wouldn't keep coming back if I didn't like it. Well, I'm, this is this is brilliant for me. This is just what I need after a very rubbish mental health week for me. So thank you so much. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. And again. Congratulations to Francis and Lynn on the birth of their baby girl. Absolutely fantastic news. Celtic won yesterday. I'm sure Francis is on top of the world as, as much as he can be right now. So <laughs> brilliant all around for all of us. And until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. Yep.